0: welcome to story comic presents where we interview amazing storytellers and artists this is episode 57 i am your host barney smith of storycomic.com and with us is the award-winning celebrated author van allen van how are you doing welcome to the welcome to the show
1: I'm doing good, Barney, and so grateful that you invited me to the podcast today and the show, just just completely honored, flattered to be here, absolutely. <laughs>
0: And, and we, we were talking before we went on the air that one of the things that I, that I love about your work, Van, is that it you have so many different genres. You got some leadership books, um, you got zombie survival books that seem to be really hot right now. Um, and you also got a, a, a few acclaimed books, like, you know, to come to, to come there, like the old man in the hospital, which has been a lot of read, and also bear, which we're going to talk about too, that, which actually has, uh, um, uh, a lot of good reviews on it as well. Um. But before we jump right in and start talking about some of your work, Van, do you want to kind of give the audience a, a bit of a background on how uh, you uh, bit of your background on how you started to get into writing books?
1: Yeah, that that's a great segue to just kind of like tell you guys that maybe around the sixth grade. Think about that, going all the way back for me. The sixth grade was probably in the in the seventies. And um, I had a, I had a sixth grade English teacher who said, you know what, you got a pretty good um, style going there, Mr. Van, and you should uh, continue to write. And I appreciated her just, you know, in the sixth grade, um, just giving me a little bit of encouragement to write. And I was writing some sci-fi back in the, can you imagine, sixth grader? writing sci-fi and space and space exploration and and a teacher a 6th grade teacher saying hey you really should continue to do this and wow. it just kind of like started from that
0: and, and, and so talk to us a bit about so when you you, you 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 first started getting into that that habit and so what was um and 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 you were in the um and you were in the military so were you writing while you're in the mill, did you have stories that you were writing out or some ideas or was it all kind of blank slate stuff? Um, and then you just started writing uh,
1: uh, about five or six years ago. How'd that work? So, you know, when I was in so I, I joined um, the Marine Corps back in 1985. And so I didn't do a lot of writing for the first major part of my career. I was in the Marines for 21 years. But somewhere around 2000, the year 2000, I found myself being a criminal investigator in the Marine Corps. Oh, wow. And I was traveling across the Southern California desert daily. And that desert is massive. And so you might find yourself in a car driving from one point to the next point for about four hours. And I just started to think of myself, I've, I've got to do something. And, and a lot of times there was no radio signal that you could pick up so you couldn't listen to the radio even. So I just started um I grabbed a little um um tape recorder and if if you gave me a minute I'd pull it out of my little desk drawer back here. I had a tape recorder and I and I used that tape recorder for my criminal investigations, but I started to also use it to kind of like record myself as I was in the car, just some story ideas that I was thinking. And one of the first story ideas I had was about, um, uh, you know, this alien spacecraft that was, uh, you know, out in the desert. And I started to do a little bit of research. And you know, if you go online, you can find people who think that there is a, you know, government base that's secret, that's you know, buried underground in the desert of Twenty Nine Palms, California. <laughs> And I, 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 I found that, you know, back in the, the 2000s. And I just thought that was so fascinating that there's people who think that there's these, you know, um, weird things going on with the government. And, and here we are today with everything that's going on in the world. And it, and it just kind of like magnifies exactly what people are interested in. And I wanna say this in the best interest of readers and writers because that's what we do. We write and we read and we create stories. But what we also are is we're professional liars. Are we not? (laughs) (laughs) We are, we are professional expert liars. (laughs) And, and when we say there's a secret, you know, military base buried underground in Joshua Tree California that's a lie <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good lie it's a good lie and it's a good story
0: so your your the first genre you really started to work on was uh, was was sci-fi then was that kind of like your first passion you started heading in that direction
1: oh absolutely just started working in sci-fi and I I want to tell writers you know when when I did a little bit of research about the writing craft as a writer, I realized that, you know, one of the, and I want to, I want to ask you about this, Barney, if, if somebody said, Barney, Hey, what's the most profitable genre to write in? Wouldn't, wouldn't you like go back to your statistics and check your charts and you'd come back and say, well, you know, religious writing is very profitable. And then you might come back and say, well, you know, also romance is super profitable. For me, I don't write romance, and I don't really write religion. It's all of so I just go with science fiction, and I go with um, the the thing that I just I had like the most passion about was like the zombie apocalypse, <laughs> and um, and I just go with that, and and it might not be like the top the top, top um, genre that that sells. Right. But it, it is the, the top, top genre that I have the most fun with. <laughs> and you have,
0: um, you know, according to your website here, you have is it four, uh, four zombie outbreak survival books, as you call them?
1: Oh, so there's probably another, if you say four that are on that website, yeah. there's probably another th- 12 to 13 that are out there on different platforms. Oh, wow. And so I just, and I'm so, I'm so blown away by how popular zombie, uh, the zombie Zandra has, has been, it it has been like, it blew me away. I wrote about zombies because I was just having fun (laughs) and it, and it just blew me away. How popular that genre could be. Now, you know, for a writer, you say, well, you know, well, how much money have you made by writing about zombies? I will tell you, well, it has been very modest, <laughs> but it has been fun every step of the way.
0: Yeah. And so and so, uh, and so your, your your zombie is it because they're they're called zombie outbreak survival. That's the thing. And then the other colon you have get it, right or die. Uh, zombie hive incident. Eighty three um the definitive test you have the you the rules is this a if someone's interested in this is this what's the genre of the, is this like um a story with characters in it or is it or, or is it more or less kind of like a, a fictional how to guide how what would you describe it So
1: so so that's a great question. So what happened was I watched like every zombie movie you can imagine and that's where it all started. I I watched the Night of the Living Dead. I, I mean just Go back and just name a zombie movie, and I watched it. And what I noticed in those zombie movies, they never really kind of like clarified how it all started. And they never really sort of like made a connection about how, you know, the science of, of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, we, I, I, I can do this. I, I said, listen, here's what I'm going to do I'm going to tell you how it all started. I'm going to tell you about the science. I'm going to tell you about the the numbers. I'm going to tell you about everything that you don't want to know about the zombie apocalypse. But I'm going to tell it to you from a nerd's perspective. Okay. And you're going to hear and understand exactly how this might have happened and how it will happen. And so I started talking about... You know, the and and, and I, I'm careful today because we're in a pandemic. Yeah. And as scary as this pandemic is, I'm I'm very careful. If you noticed, I haven't spent a lot of time lately talking about the zombie apocalypse because I'm so respective of how um, the this current pandemic is is affecting people. And I don't yeah. want to I don't want to mix words or I honestly don't want to turn it into a joke. Right. Or, I mean, this is serious. The yeah. pandemic is serious. The, you know, um, COVID is serious. I am a, just so you guys know, I am a two time COVID survivor. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and um, I blame my kids for that. <laughs> just so you guys know. Uh,
0: and so and so so your zombie outbreaks right is it it, it's the same character that's that's throughout all of them or is it so so
1: captain so captain van allen which is me uh (laughs) in the zombie apocalypse is if if i had to like turn it into a character there is a character by the name of captain van allen who is trying to tell people That the zombie apocalypse is coming, and you guys are so ill prepared for it. And here's what you need to understand and uh, know to get ready for the zombie apocalypse. And so that's that's where the zombie outbreak survival goes through. I have, and I want to be honest, you know. I don't want to say that I know everything there is to know about zombie outbreak survival, but I've done a lot of research, you know, being in the Marines for 21 years, understanding in the Marine Corps, we actually had Marine Corps training that was sort of like gravitated around a pandemic outbreak. Oh, wow. And so if you look at the movie Contagion, I, go back to that movie. That movie, Contagion, with you know who was uh, the big stars in that movie? Was it um, uh, Matt? And um, um, just just go check out that movie, Contagion, which was sponsored by the CDC. They were trying to let people know about how these outbreaks happen, and the 1918 Spanish flu outbreak was not a fluke if we're not careful, we're going to find ourselves dealing with a pandemic outbreak pretty soon. And this, so so, whenever the politicians tell you nobody saw this coming, I would always tell you that's not true. Everybody, everybody who was somebody saw this pandemic coming. And the truth, truth be told, is that this pandemic, COVID, is a small pandemic. We have lost Five hundred thousand people here by the end of February. That's a that's a tragedy on all occasions. But if this were the big one, if this were the big one, we'd be talking about two to three million people. Right. Versus five hundred thousand. Yeah. In America. Yeah. In America. And yeah. globally we'd be talking about fifty million people to a hundred million people globally. Yeah. Now, and if you go back to, I'm always like I said, I'm a I'm a nerd, and I look at the math statistically. And um, if you look at the math, five hundred thousand people statistically is almost insignificant. Yeah. But but I don't want to say that and dismiss the tragedy of the lives that have been lost. What I want to say. Is that it? It is very serious, and what I tried to do with my writing was I tried to highlight, you know, the idea that there are pandemics that are coming in waves, as we look at as we look at what happens in the world, and if we're not careful, and if people don't take it seriously, um, it can be very it can be much more tragic than it has to be. All we have to do.
0: Go ahead, Barney. I was going to say, have you seen uh, because of that? Have you seen like an increase in um, in any of your readerships for your zombie books or or zombie genre in general since the pandemic? Have you seen that increase go down? down.
1: Yeah, I have seen an increase, and I have been careful. Like I said, I didn't want to play against the current pandemic and um, offer and write things that kind of made it seem comical Mm -hmm. or entertaining. And so I've hesitated. So I have not published anything recently related to the zombie apocalypse or the zombie pandemic or even the COVID pandemic. And I'm just waiting for a chance when we get through this that we can all get back to thinking about a pandemic in an entertaining way, rather than the, the real tragedy that it is. I don't wanna do that.
0: Right, and speaking about like some levels of escapism there, you have that one book, I think you just did a re-release of Bear. Mm-hmm. Do you wanna, do you wanna... To... I've do you seen understand? a lot of great reviews for that. It's, oh, yeah. so talk to, talk to to talk to the audience a bit about, um, about bear. This is like a, it's a, it's a good talk about escapism. This is something that you're not normally see if you're in quarantine inside your house. So it is actually kind of yeah. like a completely different shift. So do you want to tell me yeah. about bear?
1: I will. And, and thank you for bringing that up. So, you know, bear started for me about 10 years ago with a dream I had mm-hmm. and I woke up from this dream and I said, Oh, I got to write, which is believe it or not, um, I do this all the time, and I recommend if you're a dreamer and you have these dreams, whether they are scary dreams or fun dreams, just you know wake up and start writing. And you know what? You can pop open an app on your phone and dictate. You don't even have to write it. You can just dictate it in there, and um, and you've got a story idea. And so bear started as a story idea, um, and um, as I kind of like worked through, that was my first full length book. Um, and, I, and I worked out some, some of the details and I talked to, did some research, kind of like did a little bit of like checking on um, what bears do and what they don't do. And I didn't know what I didn't know about bears until I started writing that book about bears. And I kind of like went through a whole, you know, like immersion of exactly what bears do, what they don't do, how they act, how they don't act. Um, And this creature, and and, and, and so you can go online, you can find a number of books about bears. And what I, what I find the most interesting in the reviews is when people tell me, oh, my God, that is so true. <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, my God, I live in bear country, <laughs> and, you know, and we have bears outside our window. And I'm like going, yeah, that's kind of what the whole story is about is you live in bear country. And, uh, and you kind of don't know what these creatures are thinking. And so, so, Barney, you asked me about the rewrite. And what I did was I took a look at Bear, because I had, I had written Bear, like I said, about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to kind of like give it a more professional. It was self-published, self-published. For a lot of people, self-published, I think, means, you know, lower quality. But I didn't want the book to be lower quality. I wanted it to be high quality, and and so I took a chance to like just kind of like go through re-edit. Um, I worked with an editor. I worked with an artist on the cover, and I wanted this version of Bear to be the final version. Mm. And that's where we are. We're, we're at the final version. I'm never going to go back to to bear and do another edit to do another edition, to do another version. This is the final. I'm so happy and proud of it. Um, I want to give kudos to a, an editor that I worked with by the name of Sharman Monroe. I want to give another kudo to the artist for the cover whose name is Charles Wolf? Charles Wolfe is a gunnery sergeant retired in the United States Marine Corps. And you can go online and look up gunnery sergeant Charles Wolf and find he does like the most corny um, art of military, like just, I mean, just, it's almost like the kind of cartoons that you see on a Sunday uh, newspaper. And I asked him, I said, hey, guns, are you okay if maybe you can do a cover like for a book? And he, he said, send me what you what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And within like two weeks, me and he me and Charles Wolf connected. And he came up with this current cover for Bear. And boy, I tell you, I'm just so proud of what he did. The previous cover for Bear was a picture that I pulled off the internet. And I think what I want to say to writers is you want to be careful about doing that because it can open you up to liability. Mm -hmm. If you pull a picture off the internet and you don't have exclusive rights to that picture or the use of that picture. Right. Right. But in this case, I was able to work with gunnery Sergeant Charles Wolf. This guy, his his artwork is like Sunday cartoon, uh, comics types type work, and then he came up with the cover for Bear, and I was I was floored. Mm-hmm. I was like, "That that is the Bear." That and is. So, bear. And
0: so Bear. So is it? It's is it? What's it, this? Is kind of a horror genre or action? What would you consider this?
1: I would consider this horror. Um, mm-hmm. And I I always ask that question. You know, when we talk about horror, I mean, we've got. I mean, <clears throat> I want to talk about just real quick about horror, horror can form in many different, you know, mm. facets. When you look at something like um, Saw, Saw is pretty horrific right. or um, a story about like, say for instance, um, Clarice and um, uh, who's oh, the, Silence of the Lambs there. Silence yeah. of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, some people tell you that's horror but some people say that's a thriller. Mm. And then you look at a, uh, a, and I wanna just kind of like transition to, you know, a story like Jaws. And Jaws is horrific and um, a little bit thrilling, but it's also horrific. And then um, Cujo. Um, And I didn't think about this as I was writing the book. I wanna promise you guys that I had no thoughts of Cujo as I was writing the book but somebody told me after I wrote the book and they read it and they said, Oh my God, it's just like Cujo. (laughs) And I thought I better go read Cujo (laughs) (laughs) by Stephen King. And so um, I did, I read Cujo by Stephen King and I liked it. And I said, yeah, that's pretty horrific. You know, um, just the idea that there's this rabbit dog that is terrorizing this family, and um, and Stephen King wrote that with such clarity. Um, a very good book, highly recommended. And I and so the genre I would say is absolutely horror. Mm. It is absolutely um, also thrilling, but it's um, mm. when you talk about a bear who terrorizes a family in the woods, that's kind of what you get with bear.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Now is I'm just kind of curious is
1: Bugs Kind
0: of like a genre sequel to that Or is that In the same realm? because you wrote a book called Bugs as well
1: So Bugs is If you go back to Bugs Bugs is a little bit so what I tried to do Is I tried to rewrite Bugs um, Bugs is one Of my favorite stories It's one of my favorite stories It's a story about space adventure Okay. A space saga, so it has absolutely no connection to bear whatsoever. Okay, but it is one of it is one of my favorite stories, and it just kind of like talks through this um, this space adventure where they encounter alien bugs. And, um, what I tried to do was at some point I was noticing that Bugs didn't get as much attention for, for one of my favorite stories, it didn't get as much attention as I wanted it to. So I tried to recraft it and you can do that as a writer. You can recraft, you can re-color the, 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 the cover, you can change the title, the subject, you can republish and see what happens. And sometimes you, you hit it and sometimes you don't. Um, I changed bugs to CN, I'm going off the top of my head, so don't hold me to this, CNSEV Tormelinus Lost. That's what I changed bugs to. And it's basically bugs, it's the same story, but it is the story of a space exploration vehicle, a vessel that encounters these alien bugs and the story hovers around a character who, um, in her world, she is called a space navigator. There's CNSCV tormelin's loss. I'm telling you guys, this is my favorite, favorite
0: story oh yeah straight from the author of
1: all your books this one's your favorite this this is my favorite my favorite favorite there's look look nobody is look I am my my, I am my favorite author (laughs) (laughs) and and my books are my favorite books so if you ever ask me like Daryl, what are your favorite books I'll be like well my favorite book is bear (laughs) my favorite author is is van allen and and my favorite my favorite my next favorite book is uh, you know cnscv tourmalinas lost (laughs) so so yeah you can you can always hit me up and and ask me what my favorites are and i'll tell you very honestly transparently um and i say that if you're a writer i think you should be your favorite reader you should write for you and be your favorite audience and be your, you know, whether you have a, um, a pseudonym or a regular name, just know that, you know, when you're writing, if you're happy with what you've produced and written, that's the most important thing. Right. That is that is just a beautiful thing to be able to say that, you know, it, it can, you can say, hey, all these reviews, I got a lot of negative reviews. Like, I'll give an example. Um, My my zombie book, Get It Right or Die. It's like 50-50, people love it or hate it. And I'm sorry, 50-50, people love it or hate it. But I love it. (laughs) I love Get It Right or Die. And um, I gave that book to a group of of, uh, people, men who were in prison here in Texas. And they completely like ran that book, you know, several copies of that book around the prison yard. And there were like guards at the prison who were telling me like, hey, you don't know this, but everybody, there's like a line of people waiting to read that book. It's just so entertaining. Yeah, And that's, I mean, that's what you get, you know, you, you wanna just kind of like be entertaining and, and have somebody resonate. It doesn't have to be everybody. That really doesn't have to be everybody. But just to just to know that you like it, you wrote it. You you're your favorite fan, and um and there you go. And and have some fun with it.
0: So you, you mentioned so we we as we were talking earlier. You, like you sci-fi. That's your go-to genre. Whether it be like a subgenre of like horror, thriller, <laughs> or any of that stuff. But you also have I find fascinating a. You also write management books. Yeah. So, is, there a, is is this something that is that you you have a passion for that as well? Is this how how did you start writing like management and leadership books?
1: Well, I have a background in psychology. Okay. And I want to um, sort of like just just talk about some of the things I was seeing in the business world. And if you go and you look at my book that talks about um, workplace bullying yeah. is one of those topics. Um, it's a it's a topic that's like dear and near to me. Um, how many of us go to work and we have to face, you know, workplace bullies. Right. And um, even in the current environment of politics, you know, I, I mean, I've said this very recently on social media, you know, you're gonna find yourself in a workplace environment where people threaten you. That's not okay. Right. Not okay at all. And you shouldn't tolerate it. And you should, you know, just kind of push back and hold, you know, the line when it comes to workplace bullying and when it comes to workplace violence, um, threats of workplace violence, whether it's, um, you know, racial discrimination or sexual harassment you have every right to expect that your workplace will be free from those type of problems. Mm -hmm. And I apologize. There's a couple of haptics going on here. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, I'm, I'm so, I'm such a fan of just sharing some ideas about uh, workplace bullying, about, workplace violence, about how we kind of like navigate that, especially in the current environment of what we've seen, you know, with, um, you know, storming the Capitol and things like that and the politics. So very important for me to kind of like, uh, think through that. And I might actually write some more ideas about that if I get a chance.
0: Right. So from a writer's perspective, then is there? Is, when when you design and when you write your when you write your your books, whether it be the sci fi or thriller books, do you ever take any idealized versions of 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 people that would be responding to your management books as like idealized characters? Like, how much of the psychology do you put into your characters based off
1: of your leadership books for for your sci fi books? So, and and that's a great question. I'm happy to say that whenever you read any character in any one of my fiction books, yeah. those characters are probably based on somebody I know. <laughs> and, and they, you know, I've got people who like uh, email me later and go, Hey, is that about me? <laughs> and I go, no, it's, it's not. <laughs> uh, but, but I can't help but write about people I know and people I've seen, and people I've encountered. Um, in some cases, I can't help but write about me, you know? Um, so so I'm always, like, listening to people's stories. I, so so one of the things I do is whenever I meet people or work with people or talk to people, I'm so just kind of, like, in tune to what their story is, what their background is, where they're from, yeah. what have they seen in life, and I, and I kind of start... I start an interview and it's an, it's an informal impromptu interview. And I start just like, we're having this conversation right now. I start to ask them, you know, where are you from? What did you do? Where did you pick that up? And what's your, what's your background? And, and I, and and what I feel like is that when I start to write these characters, like if you go through the book bear, or if you go through the zombie apocalypse books or even, you know, um, the books like, like Workplace Bullying, you're going to see l- layers of people that I have met over years that I have kind of like understood where they're from, what they did, what they think. And I try to like lay them in, layer them into the story. And I would tell writers, you have to be careful about that because you don't want to. You know, you don't want to write about your mom and she's still alive. And I've I've told my mom, my mom is still alive, by the way. And I've told her as soon as she dies, I'm writing a whole bunch of books about her. (laughs) She's not going to want to read. She's not going to like any of them. (laughs) She's not going to like not one of them.
0: So, so what about? I guess my question, because of these these two very distinct and, and separate genres, is that you have. Um, obviously, we can tell the differences between the genres of one as being a management. But what would you say as the writer of both of these? What are the similarities that you've seen in the in writing, uh, like management books and and fiction books?
1: Um, for me, writing is kind of like a process. I, I mean. Barney, I'll tell you, I have a full-time job. And so I'm pretty busy with that. I'm pretty busy with my kids, pretty busy with me. And so what I often try to do is just in the moment, if I feel a story bubbling, and it just kind of bubbles, it simmers a little bit, and it kind of bubbles up and it bubbles up and it bubbles up. At some point I've got to write it. And and that's what I do. And it 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 doesn't flow with you know where you're a sci-fi writer or you're a horror writer right. or you you know you need to write the next story about bear by the way there will be a bear 2 by the way
0: oh really okay mm-hmm. That's an exclusive um, then you've had, this is the this isn't the first announced right is this a yes like, yeah okay <laughs> yes i'm
1: i've already inside this brain is the entire story of bear 2 <laughs> and so uh but there's also going to be a, additional zombie stories And, um, um, even when I, when I kind of like wrote, you know, like I said, zombie outbreak survival, get it right or die. Think about that title, get it right or die. Yeah. That was all about how, when you watch a zombie movie, like night of the living dead, they don't get it right. (laughs) (laughs) They don't get it right. And, you know, like, like, like the, the, the girl who is running around in the zombie apocalypse with a tank top and short, short shorts. And, uh, you know, and you're like going, you can't be running around in a zombie apocalypse dressed like that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they don't get it right. And then, you know, they, they, um, you know, just the idea that somebody is going to, like, take a baseball bat and just start smacking zombies. You know how hard that is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not easy. And 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 what happens, you know, and I set this up. So if you ever watch it, uh, go back to um, The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And you say, oh man, there's so many flaws in that show about real survival. And uh, just one example, and, th- and this is gonna be very gory and this is part of horror. You know, when when the guy takes a baseball bat and he just starts smacking zombies with his baseball, and he just smacks, 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 and all that splatter is going everywhere. Every bit of that splatter is contaminating. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're like, you're catching what's made them zombies. Yeah. You're you're not going to (laughs) survive. All right. So, and I'm sitting here going, you can't do that. <laughs> you, so I, and so part of what I wrote was about how, you know, in the movies we kind of like talk about zombie apocalypse survival because of the entertainment value. Right. But we never really get into the real the real attitudes about survival
0: yeah.
1: and yeah. and the zombie apocalypse and and not only the zombie apocalypse but pure pandemic survival. And I've said this and and I said you know I can't I can't get people in a pandemic to wash their hands. All right so how are you going to get people in a in a zombie apocalypse to wash their hands? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so so
0: when you write this stuff so what is your uh what 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 would be some tips that like as you, you've been writing now for you know you know, well over a decade. What are, what are some tricks and procedures or, or things that you've done now that you wish you knew like 10 years ago?
1: Oh, great question. I, um, I wanna be committed to the research when you write a story. And if you're gonna write a story about bugs, research bugs. And if you're gonna write a story about bears, research bears. And don't take it for granted um, that you can't layer it. And and this is, I think some, so somebody read one of my books and she called it the fourth wall. I'm careful to use that because I'm not sure I completely get what she meant. (laughs) But what I think she meant is that how you layer in facts and truth Mm. and research into fiction that makes the fiction a whole lot more real. Mm. And you can kind of like, you can develop a story. Let's say you're writing a story about um, an alien invasion and they're gonna, um, you know, come here to Earth and they're gonna take over parts of the government. It would help you when you write that story to make sure you understand. The, the branches of the government, the constitution, the legal arguments of the government. Right. And you don't have to like make that all, it, it doesn't have to be exactly everything you write about in your story, but it cannot hurt you if your story layers in a huge amount of truth and research and not only that, but history. And you can kind of like layer in the fiction on top of all those different things. The reader, and this is what, this is my theory. And I haven't seen this anywhere and I, I don't, don't hold me to it. But my theory is, is that the reader will buy into it more because it just seems more valid hmm. and it's not completely fabricated. It, it has a lot, and I saw this with books like Dan Brown. Dan Brown and his books, like, um, what da Vinci was his, uh, Dementia Code. Yeah. He layers in all this, like, layers and layers and layers of truth and fact. And if you ever research some of the things that are in his book, you're going to find it. And it just makes his books so much more believable. mmm it makes it so much more believable. And that's that's kind of what I wanted to do with, with all of my writing, is to be able to sort of like blend that level of research and truth and honesty with the fiction mm-hmm. so that the reader can kind of like go, oh my God, it's so believable. But I mean, but that's where we are with some of, some of the things that are going on politically in the world today yeah. is that you know, people are like blending the truth with with the fiction, and so many people are buying into it that they're getting in trouble. Yeah. And I don't want I don't want people to get in trouble. I really don't. I yeah. I think you have to have a sense that you're still reading fiction, right? And so
0: and 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 so uh, you know, with that, how, do you find it easier or harder um, to write a story that is, I guess, more. Um, Uh, more fabulous in a way, like spaceships or, or, you know, or or issues of like, of zombie apocalypse, what would you, or, or bear, which ones do you find actually that you have to be, you're trying to be more specific on the, uh,
1: on the research? So, so my zombie writing is always much more precise and specific on the research Hmm. space and science fiction gives me a little bit more freedom To just kind of like write and not stick to anything more than i've seen like with either star trek or star wars and um and i can kind of like go it's so so whenever i write science fiction and space it's fun and i don't have to be so driven by you know the science now i i can create things i can talk about warp speed and You know warp speed is completely fabricated i can but i can talk about that without having to like layer in you know the definition of warp speed but when i write about you know bear or when i write about um uh bugs i kind of and 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 so and i want to say this there's another bug story coming out my daughter wrote a story about bugs when she was in the third grade okay and she gave me her three-page story and told me she wanted me to make it into a book. <laughs> now, that, now that was almost 15 years ago. I still <laughs> written her story, so I've got to write that story. But I've but as writing that story, I've got to do a lot of research about bugs. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, when you talk about, you know, a spider, a spider is a is a an arachnid. It's not an insect. Right. You know, uh, um, a um, a scorpion. A scorpion is an an arachnid. Um, Did you know that? And you kind of have to like look at all the different information that you've got to know. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, you know, just as an example, I'm telling you how much research I've done about bugs. Centipedes. Did you know that centipedes always have an odd number pair of legs? Okay. (laughs) You don't know that. Right. Who knows knows that? (laughs) A centipede can have seven pairs of legs, nine pairs of legs, 11 pairs of legs. It cannot have eight pairs of legs. Wow. Or four pairs of legs. And in the insect world, a centipede is one of the few insects that has more than six legs. Huh. And you're sitting there going, you're going, <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to make sure I know all this as, as I start to write these stories about bugs. Right. I so, need to make so,
0: sure I know this. Let me ask you, I'm, I'm curious, is your zombie apocalypse books, Bear, and Bugs, and then your sci-fi, is it a shared universe? Like, is it one... Big, like does the zombie apocalypse is that part of the same timeline as your sci-fi or or any of that stuff? How does it
1: no, that's a great great um, chance to talk about no it, there's no connection between okay. you know the bear, the bugs, the sci-fi, the zombies. It almost is its own world, even you know as I kind of think about some of the things I want to write about continuing to write about um, business world and uh, the workplace, you know, it just, like I said, you know, for me, now I know there are a lot of writers who will tell you to pick a genre and stick to it. Mm. I'm just not there yet. Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm not there yet. I'm I'm pretty much writing whatever I feel like writing. And like I said, as some idea starts and it kind of bubbles up and it bubbles up and it bubbles up and I got to write it. Yeah. And for the most part, it could be anything. It really could be anything. It could be anything. Mostly, it's probably going to be about aliens <laughs> and, and sci-fi. Yeah. Um, and, if, and if any writers are out there listening, you know, you say, well, what's the, what's the most money-making genre on the planet? I would say um, religion <laughs> and and romance. Both of which I don't write. <laughs> Do you
0: are, will you ever have like a like a like a, a mashup book of like aliens versus zombies? Has that ever happened before? Oh,
1: well, that is a great idea. Yeah. Um I haven't even thought about that. Aliens and zombies and um man, now I'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now I'm thinking. You got me thinking, Barney. I, yeah. <laughs> Don't be surprised. Look, I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to be cool, Barney.
0: <laughs> so this is great. So we're, we're we're already knocking on the hour already. So um, Van, where can people uh, find your work? Where can they read more of your stuff?
1: I would say just go to um, vanallenfiction.com. Um, catch me on Twitter. I host a Tuesday Twitter feed called Better Tuesday, oh, okay. hashtag Better Tuesday, and um, catch me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, if, if there are any writers out there and you guys want to just connect with the writing community, I recommend Twitter. I recommend um, my hashtag. It's hashtag Better, B-E-T-T. E R Tuesday T I'm sorry, Tuesday. That's the, the number two S D a Y better two day.
0: Right here and, right on your page. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Right there. And so I would want you guys to just kind of like communicate and connect with other writers And uh, readers, and there's a a huge like flow of people that go in and out of Better Tuesday on Twitter. Um, On Facebook, I try to stay grounded because my family has told me that they want to know more about me and my kids, and so I so you'll see on Facebook where I've got pictures of me and pictures of the kids and. I talk about some of the funny things they say. My my kids are my kids are the funniest kids. <laughs> um, even when when I tested positive for COVID, you know, my son, he's sixteen. He he comes to me and he goes, "So, Dad, are you gonna die?" Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I go, I go, um, Ashton. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna die. <laughs> He says, "Well, if you die, can I have your motorcycle?" Oh, jeez! <laughs> <laughs> I go, I go. You need to leave this room right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, and they, they so so I've I've told my family that I would add a little bit more family humor
0: yeah.
1: to my Facebook, right. But so Twitter is all about writing. Facebook is about writing as well, but it has a little bit more kind of family stuff in there because there's people in my family who go, you never talk about your kids. I go, all right, I'm going to talk about these crazy kids. <laughs> well, great. Well, thanks a lot, Van.
0: And so next time you have something coming out, always come back. If you have uh, any other books that you want to talk about or any other, uh, any other writings that you have
1: no i will hey this has been very encouraging i'm i'm so inspired that you know as i kind of like think about this i gotta get busy i gotta get back to work yeah back back to the drawing table I was gonna say, since we're live, do I need to go back to my? Um, yeah, you got your sheriff hat on. <laughs> my uh, my my zombie survival uh, Rick Grimes hat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is that where did you get that hat anyway? Uh,
1: so this hat, you can buy a hat like this at um, uh, Cabela's in Texas. Okay. And uh, I just added my little uh, 10 star. I'm trying to see if you guys can see that i just added my little um sheriff's badge to it just to kind of give me that that rick grimes feel
0: right